Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. Stand up for your country on the Ides of March. We will get to old Julius Caesar at the end of the program. But I want to talk today about empathy, something that Julius really didn't have much of. And whether or not you believe the most powerful man in the country today, Joe Biden, has empathy for the American people. That's us. Okay, so that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Now, empathy is feeling the pain of other people, really feeling it, not faking it. Many, many people. Oh, but, you know, they're not real involved with the feelings of others. Empathetic people give money to charity. They volunteer. They help out. They demand policies that will right wrongs. So uh, if you are one of those people, then you are empathetic. Unfortunately, this thing uh, has uh, wreaked havoc on empathy because there is no sympathy or feeling on the machines that dominate our lives. And you can see horrible things every single day and you almost become numb to the horrible things. Now, the pictures out of Ukraine, obviously, uh, many people feel very empathetic about the suffering those people are going through over there. Um, Americans are rallying to give money and to demand policies to help the Ukrainians. But a guy like Putin, one man and one man only, can destroy human beings at will on this planet. Putin has no empathy for anybody. He's a sociopath. Sociopath means you have no feelings toward anyone but yourself. Okay, a narcissist does that as well, but it's a little bit of a difference. Sociopaths are much more aggressive toward other people than narcissists are. Narcissists are all about them. Sociopaths want to hurt you. Okay, so where does Joe Biden stand on this? Perhaps the best measure is the rising prices in America that are really hurting working class, poor people, and pretty much all of us, right? So under President Biden's first year, inflation is soaring out of control. Some of that is Putin's invasion. Some of it is COVID, but not most of it. Most of it are just bad policies by Joe. However, he's never going to cop to it. Here's what he said yesterday. Go. Let's be absolutely clear about why prices are high now. They're high for two reasons. One was COVID. The way the global economy works, and now the second big reason for inflation, is Vladimir Putin and gas prices. Not a joke. We've seen the price of gas go up over a dollar just since he put his troops on the border, on the border of Ukraine. They went up a dollar and five cents. But what Biden will not say is that under him, before Putin, gas prices went up a buck from what they were under Donald Trump. Now, the COVID situation is more intense under Biden. There's no doubt about that. Last year, Trump, about 20 million COVID cases in the USA. First year of Biden, about 53 million. And that was Omicron. Omicron wasn't as uh, vicious as the first wave of COVID, so there weren't as many deaths and as many hospitalizations, but it did disrupt the economy. Did it cause inflation? I doubt it. 
because under Trump, in that wave that came in of COVID, remember, we didn't have a vax when it first came under, under Trump. There was no inflation. 1.25 percent. That's nothing. OK, so COVID was here. It hit his heart. And the government shut down in April 2020, completely shut down. Still no inflation. So I find it very hard to believe that it's a different situation with COVID vis-a-vis the economy under Biden. Maybe I'm wrong, but I have a real good economic expert coming up and he will tell us. The second thing is that when you have policies that strangle energy production, as Biden does, then you're going to have higher energy prices. Never cop to it. Okay, never. So my question is always simple. What has Joe Biden done in his first 14 months in office that's empathetic? Can you give me one? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Give me one. Just one. That's all I'm asking. Because I don't have one for you. I don't. So he could ask Congress to suspend the gasoline tax, 50 cents a gallon. That would drop prices immediately. Right? Has Biden done that? No. All right, why? We don't know. A bunch of individual states, Connecticut, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, New York, California, Maine, Tennessee, Maryland, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Virginia, Michigan, kicking it around to drop their state gas taxes. But Governor Whitmer in Michigan, another unbelievable pinhead, she vetoed it. So you people in Michigan, you get her gay. Anyway, um, Biden inexplicably has not gone to Congress and asked for a drop in the federal gasoline tax of 50 cents, which would provide immediate relief. No. And he's not going to explain why. Think uh, Joe Biden cares about victims of crime? No. Has he said anything about it? Not much. Is the Justice Department actively working with uh, local and state law enforcement to drop violent crime? No. They're interested in arresting and prosecuting Donald Trump. (laughs) They're interested in violent crime. Okay. How about border enforcement? Put migrants aside, and tens of thousands of them being abused by cartel smugglers, but just the fentanyl and heroin and methamphetamine alone, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. Does Biden tighten up border enforcement? No. Now, these are all true. It's no debate. There's no debate. It's just true. Okay? And finally, um, throughout his career, all Biden has sold is, I'm uh, Joe from Scranton, and I feel your pain. I'm working class Joe. I feel your pain. Do you really believe he feels your pain? Really? Well, if you do, I want you to write me and tell me why. Because he doesn't do anything to help anybody, as far as I can see. It's all party politics, ideology. All right. So Biden's going to Brussels next week for a NATO summit, send a message to Putin who couldn't care less about Ukraine. Now, I don't have a beef with Biden about how he's handling Putin at this juncture, because I always put myself in a position, if I were president, what would I do? I don't want, and you don't want, even if you don't know it, 
Believe me, you do not want World War III. So we in the West have to be patient. We have to constrain ourselves. It's nothing better than for uh, special forces to march into that Kremlin and do what we did to bin Laden, to Putin. Nothing better on this planet. But we can't do it. Because in a shoot war between NATO and Russia, millions will die. And without nukes, without nukes, millions will die just in a conventional war. That's how close quarter it is in Europe with, you know, high-tech weapons. So you've got to be restrained, but you've got to tell them, and Biden has, you attack a NATO country, we're coming after you. So right now, I don't have a beef with Biden about Ukraine, watching him closely, obviously. So scheduled today, he signed a law, Consolidated Appropriations Act. All that is, is $1.5 trillion to keep the government open until October, the end of the fiscal year. It's too much money, but that's what Democrats do. All right. And then later on in the afternoon, he celebrates Women's History Month by spotlighting Equal Pay Day. Okay, that's good. I have no beef with any of that. You know, I don't like the $1.5 trillion because that's part of the reason we have inflation, because the government prints and spends too much money. Now, the inflation is hitting uh, minority people harder than white people. And the reason is economics, simple economics, that poor people, many of whom in the minority precincts are poor, they don't have any reserves. So if they have to spend more for food and gas and fuel, they go into debt because they don't have much money. It's very simple. Anybody can understand it. So there's a poll, Wall Street Journal. It asks, uh, thinking about you and your family, which of the following best describes your situation when it comes to the cost of living? It's rising and creating major financial strains, 30%, rising and minor financial strains, 28%, total 58% of Americans suffering because of rising prices. I think it's more than that, but you got to figure that 40% say, all right, I can afford it, but they're still annoyed, okay? Um, According to that poll, again from the Wall Street Journal, 35% of black, Hispanic, Asian Americans say uh, they were um, experiencing more pain and 28% of whites say more pain. Okay, so 35 minority, 28 white. This is experiencing real pain. Wholesale prices in February up 10%, highest on record. Way to go, Joe. No, it's COVID. It's Putin. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what are you doing about it? COVID's over now, pretty much, in this country. So what are you doing? Dropping a gas tax? No. Okay, so this is from the Labor Department. Highest wholesale price rise for a month on record. That means in the coming months, we're all going to pay even more than we're paying now because wholesale is what the manufacturers and the transportation people pay. Okay, and then it gets passed on to the consumer. Then, in conjunction with that, there's a recession warning, something called the yield curve. And I can't explain it to you. I'm not smart enough, but it's flattening out. When the yield curve flattens out, you're more likely to have a recession, which I think we will have come summer. 
but I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. Joining us now from Washington, D.C., Kevin Hassett, the former chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors under President Trump. So he worked on economic issues. Were you there all four years at Trump? How long were you there? Almost, almost all four years. I, okay. I uh, left in the summer and then I went back for COVID. So I, I was some, only gone for six months of the four years. I have some bullet questions. So in the four sure. years of Trump, no inflation, right? Correct. Why? Uh, basically, supply and demand kept up with each other. Uh, Trump had supply side tax cuts and deregulation. And that meant that there were lots of new businesses, small businesses, new factories brought back to the U.S. And so there was plenty of supply. And when there's plenty of supply, then the suppliers compete for your demand, and that keeps the prices low. What okay, Biden that makes sense to me. I under- right. Excuse I understood me? that, Kevin. Don't don't now <laughs> kick your coverage here. Just keep it keep it in my zone. I understand I that. Okay. Yeah. More competition for products drive prices down. I got it. Okay. Yeah. That's number one. Number okay. two, under Trump, the Fed was printing money like crazy because we were spending money. Donald Trump is a big spender on the military and other things. Okay, so the Fed was printing a lot of money, but inflation still didn't go up. Same reason, supply and demand. Uh, There's a big difference between that. And and I promise not to kick it more than 45 yards on this one. But what's basically happened since Biden's been in office is that he's been printing checks and mailing them to people. And the Fed has been financing that. And so it's like you're dropping cash from a helicopter onto the economy. Uh, And when you do that, then prices go up because everybody's got more money in their pockets. When Trump was doing it, remember, because of Fauci, unfortunately, the economy was shut down. So people didn't necessarily have a paycheck. And so when the government mailed the money, it was just filling a hole. And so Trump filled the hole. Uh, Biden gave you money, even though the hole was filled and you were back to normal. And so that's when the helicopter drop happened and inflation got out of control. Okay. now. Do you believe that Joe Biden understands the last two answers you gave me? Does he have any idea about macroeconomics? No, I don't. I don't think he does. How about the people around him? He doesn't really have a macroeconomist in his team, except for Janet Yellen. And, And I think that Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, Uh, You know, I'd I'd love to see Bill O'Reilly read some of her writings and then talk about it because it feels like she's been, you know, rehashing Democratic talking points rather than giving sound economic advice. And that's one of the reasons we're in this mess. Well, he he won't even acknowledge the rise in gasoline about the simplest economic equation we can give the folks of more than a dollar in his first year without Putin. Okay, so, I mean, is he going to blame COVID for that when Trump had that, too. And, you know, there was plenty of supply of oil uh, when Mm -hmm. Biden took over. Right. You guys were the supply of oil and gas and and everything was about right up to here when Trump left office. But as soon as Biden came in and slapped all the regulations on the industry, the supply went down. Correct. Yeah, that's right, Bill. And, 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 you know, the other thing is, having been in the Oval with President Trump and in the Situation Room and everything, one of the things that Biden has said that annoys me the most and angers me the most is he's kind of like saying, look, it's not my fault, it's Putin's fault because he went into Ukraine. But Putin went into Ukraine because Biden is so weak. And so even if you take the Putin argument, you know, then, then you should still say it's Biden's fault because there's no way if Trump was in the White House that Putin would have gone into Ukraine. But Mr. Hassett, 
I have to point out that's your opinion. That's not a provable yes. fact. Okay. That's true. Now I hold the same opinion that you do, but I can't put it forth as fact because Putin, I think, is unstable. I don't think he, you know, I don't think Putin's going to come out of this very well. But that's another opinion. But I want to stay in the factual zone here because okay. what Biden is telling the world and the American people is, hey, I don't I'm going to have no responsibility for this bad economy here. I don't have any responsibility for the rise in gas and food prices. And that is a factual lie. It, it's just a lie. Right. You're right about that. And it's the same thing that President Obama did. You might recall they told us when the economy was terrible that it's the new normal. It's, they use these fancy words, secular stagnation. But they said it's the new normal. The economy can't grow fast ever again. And it's not our fault. And so once again, we have Democrats in the White House and the economy's not doing so well. And they're once again claiming it's not their fault. But at some point, that pattern, I think, will be recognizable to uh, you know citizens and they'll do something about it. And here's my most important question of the week, I think, not just the night. So I think there's going to be a recession as uh, companies now are feeling the pain because they have higher costs across the board, including higher salaries, because the workforce is shaky. There aren't aren't enough employees. We're looking for people at BillOReilly.com now, editorial people. I mean, it's not easy to find them. So I... You know, if you if you have to spend more more money on uh, employees on products, then you got to cut someplace, someplace else. So, do you think there's going to be a recession? Yeah, I think there's going to be a recession, and I think it's going to happen because the Fed isn't going to control inflation with the tiny little interest rate hikes that it's going to give us over the next you know five or six months, and that they're going to have to really whack the economy. And so, the summer might be a little early, but by next January, sadly. You know, I, I think that we're likely to have a recession. And, and here's a couple of things that are facts, not opinion, uh, Bill, to, to stick on the table. Fact one is if you look at what's happening at the gas pump and uh, at the grocery store, then in March, when we get the inflation numbers for March, they're going to be like maybe up about 2% or up about 20% at an annual rate. And so it's going to be the highest inflation that we've seen any time in the post-war period for March. And so with inflation that high, there's an enormous amount of pressure on the Fed to do something. But what they, the only thing they could do is to raise interest rates. And the history of this is that inflation doesn't start going down until the interest rate is higher than the inflation rate. That's like a very regular pattern in the data. Again, that's just the truth. There's no way the Fed's going to lift the interest no. rate to 10%. But until they do, inflation's going to stay a serious problem. That's really depressing. <laughs> You know, I'm sorry. It really, it really is depressing because yeah. I mean, people, a lot of Americans, they don't have a lot of reserves, and the only good news is that Biden and the Democratic Party are going to get their butts kicked in November. It has to happen. I mean, Americans are just going to go enough. We don't care who it is. We don't want you, and I, I think that will happen, and that might actually help. Um, the price stability and uh, and the economy if the Republicans get in a position of power in Washington. Final question. Um, if you are right and a recession kicks in, so America then becomes weakened on the world stage because it, the stronger our economy is, the stronger our nation is. And so where do we find optimism here? Okay, where do we, the people, find optimism? Obviously, 
80 million people voted for Joe Biden. They all, every single one of them, made a mistake in doing that. All right. But now we have to recover. Can we recover quickly? Right. You, you know, Bill, I, I, I hope I can come back and we can talk for a long time about this. But briefly, what I can say is people need to know that this is an easy problem to fix if you understand it. Uh, you understand it. I understand it. If there was somebody in Congress and in the White House that knew how to, you know, what to do, which is like be friendly to supply, be friendly to small business, increase supply. If you do all that, then you can get ahead of the curve on inflation without causing a recession. And the last thing I want to say, just because I know that there are a lot of people that are watching that might be worried about this, is the people on Social Security, people on fixed incomes, you know, thank goodness those checks are adjusted for inflation. So I know that there's a lot of pain from the inflation, but our senior citizens on fixed incomes getting Social Security, their checks are going to go up because of this inflation rate. And so, you know, they, they shouldn't panic about it. Uh, okay, that's nobody one should good panic. thing about policy. Uh, real yeah. quick, would you, re would you suspend the federal gas tax now to give people immediately relief? I, I, that's not my first thing, but I would do that. Yeah, the, the first thing I would do is basically allow right now ships aren't allowed to, to move U.S. oil from city to city within the U.S. because of this crazy thing called the Jones Act. So the first thing I would do is let Americans buy U.S. energy and try to expand U.S. energy. That'd have a big positive impact. Yeah, just take all the regulations for six months off this uh, insane attempt to get us off fossil fuels. That's a given. But I, I don't sure. know why Biden's not dropping that dropping that federal gas tax. I mean, that would do him good if he did it. But again, I, I think you're correct in the top of the interview by saying he doesn't know what the deuce is going on. And that's really depressing. Mr. Hassett, we'll definitely have you back. Thank we'll, you. In fact, I'm going to anoint you our go-to economic guy. Um, it was very <laughs> good. And if I can understand it, then I know you did your job well. And thanks for helping us out. We appreciate it. Thanks. It's okay. to be here. Okay, so in Russia itself, uh, there is dissent. We don't hear about it because there's no free press. However, roll a tape on this woman who crashes a Russian TV broadcast. Look at that. Look at that. So it says, she holds up a sign, no war, okay? Russians against war. Stop the war. Don't believe the propaganda. They're lying to you. Now, she crashed this channel one, which is owned by the government of Russia, 51%. And now she's gone. She disappeared. She was arrested. Her name is Maria Avzganova or something like that. Very long last name. So they arrest her right after she did it. They charge her with insulting the Russian army and detain her. Okay, discrediting the Russian armed forces is a formal charge. But human rights lawyers, they go right in, in Moscow, and they say they're unable to locate her. Oh, she's gone. Now, this is what Russia is. But whoa, what a brave woman that was. Crashing that, running in there, and you, can, you know that the security guards in that TV station there disappeared along with Maria. That was something. A new poll, not a new poll. Poll taken in February by Gallup about Russia. What is your overall opinion? 15% favorable. Who are those people? Unfavorable, 85%. Okay, that's the, uh, so Americans, we don't like Russia. 
Now, here's a story I hate to report. So uh, we told you yesterday that Benjamin Hall, 39-year-old Fox News correspondent, was wounded. He has three children. He's based in London, England. He's going to make it. He's in the hospital. I hear he's got broken legs. But the photographer working with him, Pierre Zashevsky, is dead. Now, Pierre worked with me and the Factor crew in Afghanistan when we visited and reported from Afghanistan. And um, I did not know him. I did not know Pierre, but I, I, he had a big mustache on. I mean, I know him. Say hello, how are you? Um, but in 2007, when we reported from Afghanistan, um, Pierre was one of our shooters. And uh, we all got along. I mean, it was a really good crew over there for me. Um, and it was funny because we wanted to do certain things in Afghanistan, but the special forces who were guarding us would not let us. However, we did get into Kabul and talk to the U.S. ambassador. And we did uh, our primary job over there, which to meet the troops and you know, do all that. And we do the interviews and all that. Now, Pierre, again, was one of our shooters, and now he's dead. Um, I can't tell you how dangerous this is. And I've been in very dangerous places in my life. And I was thinking about it this morning when I got up, would I go to Ukraine to report if given the chance? And I probably would go because I'm insane but I wouldn't go with the same amount of enthusiasm that I went to El Salvador and down to Argentina during the Falklands War and to Belfast. I, those, I was up for that. Here, I wouldn't be, because I know that the Russian army, they'll, they'll shoot you dead because nobody's going to hold them accountable. Not that they would hold the Salvadorans and Argentines accountable. They would not. But it wasn't quite at this level. Anyone, any reporter over in Ukraine, no matter whether they're American or any nationality, are in grave danger. So, um, you know, when I heard that Pierre was dead, and I didn't know that uh, yesterday when we reported about Benjamin Hall, and uh, the day before when um, Brent Renaud uh, was killed, he's another American filmmaker killed over there, and his partner Juan Eridando, uh, he's okay. Uh, he was working with um, Brent. But boy, oh boy, I mean, this is really, and when you're watching television and you're looking at these people, they are heroes. You know, it's even easy for a guy like me to sit in a chair and talk to you about something going on in Ukraine, but I'm safe. They're not. You know, I've been a reporter my whole life, and uh, I'm proud of the fact that I, didn't have any fear. Um, I never took foolish chances. I never put my crews in danger. Um, but this one, whew. I mean, Iraq and Afghanistan were bad. When I was over in both places, you could see how bad, because you could get a bomb going off anytime. But this Russian thing, it's worse. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. 
I have their trees and plants in my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Okay, so according to CNN, not a reliable news source. And they're using an unnamed Western official, which is BS. Um, Russia's requested military food from China. Is it true? Maybe. Maybe. All right, so they want MREs, which are meal ready to eat uh, for Russian troops. You know, it's probably the supply chain down from Russia into Ukraine isn't great. And there are reports of Russian troops looting and killing people, uh, stealing food from civilians. So possible, but I can't take it to the bank. Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, to me, not a strong presence. I could be wrong. He's warned Xi of China not to provide assistance to Russia. That was yesterday in Rome meeting for seven hours with the uh, Russians, not, of course, Putin, but the Russian government. So Sullivan is warning them. Yeah, I I can see Putin quaking over that. Uh, NATO is massing 30,000 troops and 50 warships for war games. They do this every two years. They're in Norway, okay, March 14th through April 1st. So this is known as the cold response. And the, uh, the news reports say they're three miles from the Russian border or a few miles from the Russian border, which maybe two of them are. If you look at the map, Norway is two countries away from Russia. You've got Sweden, you got Finland. But up top of Norway, in the Arctic Circle, they do border Russia up there. So maybe there's some NATO guys up there. But the Bulk of the exercises take part in the South, on the Baltic Sea. Sends a message, though. Absolutely sends a message. And again, Biden will be over to Brussels next week um, with a NATO conference. Iran. So this is good news. Thank God I got something good to tell you, right? So 49 Republican senators say there's no way they're going to vote for a new Iran nuke deal. 49. The only one who's dissenting right now is Rand Paul, who is a contrarian. And Paul, he doesn't make a bad point. He says, how can I oppose something I haven't even seen? So I think that after Paul sees whatever the Iran nuke deal is, he won't vote for it. So that's 50-50, but Manchin's never going to vote for this. The West Virginia Democrat, never. So it's not going to happen. No, the loss for Biden. Seattle. You ever been there? What a nice town it used to be. I mean, right on the Puget Sound there. 
benign climate, hills, beautiful. It's destroyed. Progressive leadership destroyed it. So now Amazon, which is based there, uh, is moving 1,800 employees because of violence on the streets of Seattle. They're moving their plant, their workplace, because of violence on the street in Seattle. <laughs> it's believable. So year-to-date, 2022, there are 118 shootings. In 2021, there were 60. There's twice as many in the first two and a half months this year. But the loons will still vote for the progressives. But even Amazon says, you know, <laughs> jeez. All right, Ides of March, this day in history, March 15th, 44 B.C. What does B.C. stand for? Before Christ. A.D., what is that? Anno Domini. Okay, year of the Lord. Oh, the pagans hate that. Oh, they hate it. Anyway, 44 B.C., Julius Caesar, the most powerful person in the world by far, Okay, even though he wore a little funny thing on his head. Uh, dictator, virtual dictator of Rome. Well, the senators didn't like it, the Roman senators. So they asked for a meeting. Julius walked in, no bodyguards. Okay, they stabbed him 60 times, 23 times. 60 senators had knives. He was stabbed 23 times, Caesar, uh, and he was killed, assassinated. All right. So then it was a civil war in Rome because Caesar's dead. Who's going to take his place? Augustus Caesar then became the Roman emperor and restored the republic. The reason the senators killed Julius was because they thought he was going to try to be king and then disband the Senate and the republic form of governance. That happened 2000. 65 years ago today, the Ides of March. Back with your mail and a final thought in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's go to the mail. Alan Jenkins, Brewster, Massachusetts. With all due respect, O'Reilly, I disagree with you on how we should respond to Putin. He's out of control. He's a madman and will not stop until we stand up to him. We need to tell him if he does not stop, we and NATO will respond with conventional weapons, not nuclear. Okay, Alan, let's uh, break it down because a lot of people feel the way you do. Number one, NATO would never sign on to that kind of threat because they don't want to shoot war. So they're not going to back him. So if Alan Jenkins was in charge and issued that threat, Germany, Italy, and many other NATO countries would not back you. That's number one. They don't want to threaten Putin and get into a conventional World War III. Why? Because millions of people, as I said, will be killed, even without nukes. So you can strangle Putin's economy. It is happening, but it's frustrating because we have to watch these people suffer and the strangulation takes a little while. But unless you want to start, Alan, World War III and you're ready for millions of casualties, I think we stay the course here. Kevin Stroop, Pokeswasin, Virginia. Bill, I appreciate your coverage of Ukraine. My question, why hasn't a pope weighed in? He has. Not only the pope, but the head of the Orthodox Catholic religion. That's Russian Orthodox. Both have said to Putin, knock it off. Stop it. You think Putin cares? He does not. But Pope Francis has weighed in. Didi Hasten. Union, New Jersey, bills into Russian invasion of Ukraine. I often hear the Russian people cannot get the true story because they don't have a free press. Here in America, we do have a free press, but the American people still cannot trust the media. How sad. It is sad. It's a huge scandal how corrupt the corporate media is. Enormous scandal. Nothing anybody can do about it. Frank Balak, Cape Coral, Florida. With what is going on in Russia, I have a concern that I don't hear anyone talking about. Is the war and our response having any effect on the International Space Station? We don't know. So the USA and Russia cooperate with the International Space Station. I assume that Russia will fulfill its obligations to the people up there, but simply don't know. Andrew Swan, Savannah, Georgia. Just read your Prince of Darkness column, O'Reilly. George Soros is despicable. I know he funds the left so much to drive his ideology, but why or he would he or any ideologue want to give millions to finance that which results in so much crime? That's an excellent question, Andrew. George Soros believes the American criminal justice system is racist. He believes that many police officers wake up in the morning with one goal, to put African-Americans behind bars. That's what the man believes. He is a certifiable loon, but a loon with $6 billion. 
Please read my column, The Prince of Darkness, on BillOReilly.com. Don O'Brien, Montgomery, New York. Bill, do you think that Ron DeSantis will run for president in 2024? If Donald Trump does not run, DeSantis will. Will DeSantis primary Trump? I don't think so. Mary Lou, just finished reading Killing Jesus, as I have each year since you wrote it, Bill. Thank you for your excellent books. I've read them all. Mary Lou, Killing Jesus is an excellent read for everybody during Lent, particularly Holy Week. And uh, I am very, very pleased that, that you have read it and reread it. And remember the movie during Holy Week. If you don't have time to read the book or whatever, the movie you could get, you know, it's on demand. Killing Jesus, the movie. We shot it in Morocco. It's very realistic. Uh, Alice, grooming is super important. If you saw me on a daily basis, you would see how well-groomed I am. However, although my husband is clean, he doesn't always look neat. As he says, who cares? Well, if your husband is retired and he's just flouncing around, then it doesn't really matter. But if he's going to the workplace and he doesn't look very good, that can inhibit his promotion, his salary, and everything else. So it depends what your station in life is. We are a shallow country. We do judge people by their appearance. All right, Killing Jesus, as mentioned, and Killing the Killer, my book that's coming out May 3rd, The Secret War Against Terrorism, both flying out of the BillOReilly.com bookstore. So if you buy Killers, pre-order it. You get regret your 2020 vote yet. Bumper sticker free. You can have a lot of laughs with your liberal friends. I'm sure they'll take it in the spirit you intend. Okay, and then WLS, the live show I'm doing for the Chicago radio, is at Genesee Theater, Waukegan, Illinois, on March 31st. All right, Ticketmaster has it. So we'd like to see everybody in the Midwest and the Northern Plains and everybody come on in. We're going to have a blast. And finally, the Stand Up For Your Country mugs, the best mugs in the world. Um, We still have a good supply. You know, our supply line is not impacted. We get the stuff we need, but they will sell out. So you got Mother's and Father's Day coming up. You want early gift? It's great. They'll love it. Word of the day, brand new word. Do not be minatory. I-M-I-N-A-T-O-R-Y. Minatory. Do not be that when writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town if you wish to opine. Right back with a final thought. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
So here is the final thought of the day. Last week, we told you about the look away society we live in. So I'm doing a benefit, as I told you, for Geraldo Rivera's autism charity called LifeWork, L-I-F-E-W-O-R-C.com. You can go to their website. It's sold out. Okay, and we thank you all. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to make fun of Geraldo, that alone. And we'll shoot it. We'll, we'll show everybody on TV, and you'll hear it on radio uh, about the benefit. But anyway, I said last week that a lot of people just look away from people in bad conditions, and we shouldn't do that. And you know what else Americans are looking away from more and more these days? Opposing points of view. So when I was doing a factor on the Fox News Channel, every night we would bring in people who disagree with me, the smartest people we could find, and we debate. And it worked great. Now you don't see that. It's the same choir, choir, choir across the board, liberal station, conservative station, because people are now turning off TV and radio when they hear an opposing point of view. What is that? You know, be confident in your belief system, but be open enough to consider. Now, bad people, you walk away from. There's a difference. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.